This is the Ready for Baby podcast, a podcast about pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and beyond for new and expecting parents. I'm Gigi, a doula, newborn care specialist, and lactation educator. My goal is to streamline the newborn learning curve and empower parents. Before we dive in, have you shared the Ready for Baby podcast with your friends and loved ones yet? If you have, thank you so much. But if you haven't, please take some time today to rate the podcast or maybe share an episode. Thank you. I am officially starting to release episodes every two weeks. I'm just getting back from a little family vacation along the central-ish California coast, and I'm just starting to welcome all of my clients' summer babies. All that to say, I'm really eager about this change and excited to see where it's all going to go. In today's solo episode, I'll be speaking about something that inevitably comes up with my own clients, friends, and random people that I'm speaking with at the park, which is food and feeding toddlers, especially with my clients who have a baby but still need to feed their older children. After you welcome a child into your family, it's most likely going to change the way you eat, your family eats. So if you're a new or expecting parent, you're ready to have a baby or you have a toddler, older kiddo, I want to present this as kind of an option to simplify your meal planning. I'm going to uh, give a disclaimer. I am not a nutrition expert. I'm coming from my own experience, my own cultural background. So please take my suggestions, make them work for you. But I'm going to be speaking today about seasonal meal planning, what it is, what are the benefits, and how to create a seasonal meal plan for your family. Let's start with what is seasonal meal planning. This is creating a meal plan that incorporates what is in season for you. So for instance, we're in summer here, so we're having a lot of fresh berries, tomatoes, summer squash, on and on. And for my family, it means we change our weekly menu and we start eating the same six or so meals every single week. So what are the benefits of a seasonal meal plan? First, in a very perfect world, this is more affordable because the food is made closer. It tastes better because it's fresher. It's also better for the planet because if you're buying local fruits and veggies, they are traveling less distance to get to you in the store. And remember, I'm in Southern California where lots of food is made. So hopefully there is a local kind of farmer's market or place that you can go to see what is actually made in your area. Also, it is just like so much easier on the person who or people who are making the meal plan, buying the groceries and prepping and making the food. With this plan, I usually avoid the difficult conversation of what does everyone want to eat this week? or the emotional labor of kind of searching for recipes, making a new list every single week. Instead, I ask my family if there's a specific fruit or veggie or snack they want, and the other meals are kind of set. Next, how does a seasonal meal plan work? Well, at the beginning of the season, my family and I chat about what's working for our meals and what isn't, and what do they want on the menu. Really, it's mostly my oldest, who's six. My uh, younger two are not really old enough to contribute much to this conversation except for what fruit they might want or if they want a special kind of treat or snack. But we all choose six or seven meals that we're happy-ish eating every week for the summer. Then on the days that I go grocery shopping, I look at our schedule for the week and I see if we'll be gone any days. So that eliminates a dinner or if maybe we need to eat dinner early, or we're eating dinner late, or we're just not going to be home. And then I fill in the schedule. I'm going to link the one that I use in the show notes, and then the schedule is set. 
And that's kind of it. This really has made my life significantly easier as the person who does the majority of the shopping and cooking. So now I want to share my summer meal plan and you can see it is really simple. I don't, it's hot, so I don't want to be cooking and using the uh, the stove a bunch. And then I'll share my best tips for how do you handle this with kids. So for breakfast during the week, uh, we have three options. It's pretty easy. They can pick bagels, they can pick yogurt, or they can pick toast with fruit on the side. They can pick their topping of whatever goes on their toast. Um, and this can change maybe for the fall, winter, we switch out the yogurt for oatmeal. Uh, and if they get tired of something, I just take it out and we, we try something new. So then for lunch, it's kind of a family style assortment of food. We usually do like sandwiches, maybe leftovers for home, cheese and crackers. It's really simple. We're not, I'm not really cooking anything for lunch. Then for dinner, uh, here are our summer meals. So on the weekend, my husband does most of the cooking. So he's doing barbecue and maybe chicken and then salmon and rice. I don't really cook or eat a lot of meat. So that's kind of why those are the weekend meals. And then during the week, we are eating pasta and veggies. We switch out the veggies. A lot of times for my kids, it's uh, just like cut up raw veggies and they pick dips for them. Um, then we're doing tacos. We're doing rice and beans. We do a snack plate dinner, which is kind of like a charcuterie tray. Um, and then breakfast for dinner, which might be smoothie bowls. It might be eggs and potatoes or spinach banana pancakes. My husband and I usually get takeout once a week. So nine times out of 10, we pick that on the night that they're eating breakfast for dinner. So ideally, those are going to be the meals that we eat for the whole season, but sometimes it's going to change. So last summer, my kids got done with breakfast for dinner about halfway through, so we had to change it. And maybe uh, sometimes things just don't work. So last fall, I had a sheet pan dinner on the menu that I really loved, but my kids got tired of pretty quickly and I didn't want to fight with them on it. So we changed it. So you got to be a little bit flexible. And so those are the meals that we are eating. Really, my rule for the meals is that it needs to take a, like under 30 minutes to prep. If I'm coming home from work or, you know, we're out, we're coming home, I'm most of the time either having my kids help me make dinner or they're watching a show or like listening to a podcast while I make dinner and they just can't last that long. So I want the meals to take like under 30 minutes and then that I can prep stuff earlier. So for instance, I can uh, prep beans. I can cut up all of the veggies and the fruit and fruit on the weekend. And so that when it's time to cook it, it doesn't take too much longer. And also my kids are usually helping with the meal prep. And if I'm cutting a lot of stuff or, you know, doing all of the work that maybe my three-year-olds can't help with, it turns into a little bit of a frustrating kind of experience for all of us. So I want it to be kind of simple, easy to make in, in a short amount of time. So now I'm going to give you my tips on just how to make this work with kids. So first, I don't look at it as meals that are set in stone, but they're built on basics. For me, culturally, I eat a lot of rice and beans. That's a staple for me. 
Um, so last night was supposed to be rice and beans, but my kids wanted to make their own tortillas from scratch. And that took so long that by the time they were done eating, they just ate the tortillas with some leftover beans and cheese. So I didn't have time to really make rice, but I have the staples. So maybe for you, the base is like veggies or chicken or something else. But if you always have the ingredients for that, you can get comfortable turning those ingredients into other things. So my pasta and veggies night isn't always the same, but I know I'm always going to have pasta and veggies on hand. And same with rice and beans. I always have the ingredients to make rice and beans. And I think my point in saying all that is that I don't spend too much time stressing about an exact recipe or buying lots of fancy ingredients, mostly because I have small kids and I'm not really in the stage of life where I'm trying a new elaborate recipe every day or even every week. I stock up on the staples and build up from there. My next tip is to, if possible, offer family-style eating. This means that the food is in the middle and the kids can serve themselves. So my three-year-olds need some help getting food onto their plate, but we have eaten this way kind of forever. Do we have kids that are greedy and they pour a whole bowl of strawberries onto their plate? Yes, of course, but we talk about taking a little bit at a time. We put it back. I think that this is beneficial because there's just a lot less pressure and that leads into kind of my next tip, which is to not put too much pressure on them to try everything. I know a lot of people advocate for like a try it bite or a one bite rule and that might work for some kids. It does not work for mine and I spent a long time kind of battling with them over the try it bite and I don't want meals or meal times to be stressful. So it's really hard for me. I work really hard not to comment on what they're eating. And I think the exposure to the food, just watching other people eating it, or maybe they try it off of my plate will work in the long run. I don't think most kids love vegetables and different textures and different spices unless they're getting exposed to it many, many, many times. Another tip that you can take or leave is that I give my kids some type of treat or dessert and I serve it alongside dinner. So I grew up in a time that, you know, we demonized food, you know, fat-free, I think of like a special K diet, or they made dessert like a special thing that you had to earn. And I really just don't want my kids to feel that way. So it might be like a chocolate kiss or a teeny kind of treat, but it is served alongside dinner. Sometimes they eat it and that's kind of like all they eat and they don't eat a ton else. And I don't really fight them on that either. Um, I let them. And most of the time they don't do that. But if they do it over and over, we talk about like your body and how it's feeling and how your body needs like different types of fuel and that you might not feel great if you're just eating, you know, a bag of M&Ms all the time. So Another option that I have is if your kid hates the dinner. So I have always had one dinner alternative that my kids can always have. My oldest, unfortunately, doesn't like beans all of the time. I'm trying to expose him to like different types of beans, but it's not like he he's not in love with beans the way that the, the rest of my kids are. So I have oatmeal as a dinner alternative. And oatmeal isn't really all that exciting. He can mostly make it himself. And he might do that like once a week or every other week. 
Uh, so you can have leftovers or just a really basic backup meal as an alternative. And I don't like battle with him over that. I just say, okay, you don't want that. You can have oatmeal and that's it. And once in a while, my younger two will take that as an option, but it really doesn't happen a whole lot. My last tip is to really just include kids in the process. At least one of my kids usually goes grocery shopping with me, sometimes all of them. And I'll be honest, it's not really fun for me, but they enjoy it. And they get exposed to different types of food. And then they help with meal prep and they help with cooking most nights. And that's it for this episode on seasonal meal planning. I hope at least one part of this, maybe more parts, resonated with you and that and it feels like something that you can incorporate into your own family meal planning. If you love today's episode, please again share it with a friend. Being pregnant or a new parent can be so isolating and for me, sharing a podcast is a great way to connect and start hard or uncomfortable conversations. And really just talking to other people about how they eat meals, I think it's eye-opening to see that this can be frustrating for other people as well. I really appreciate you taking the time to spread the message of Ready for Baby. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you back here in two weeks.